to another live edition of the Patriots Beat Podcast right here on the CLNS Media Network. It is Brian Hines from Pat's Pulpit, back with Alex Barth from 985 The Sports Hub on this wonderful Black Friday to preview uh, what people are calling the game of the year, right? With the New England two-win New England Patriots heading down to MetLife Stadium to take on the three-win New York Giants for... Uh, I mean, a game that could have some massive implications for the future of both of these organizations. If you want to, you know, bring the draft pick odds into this, Pats currently sit at two or three, excuse me. The Giants are at five and the impact of this game could really impact uh, how that shakes up, like the percentages and the odds for who gets the number two pick, number three pick. But I mean, there's no tanking between the whistles, right? Like these teams are going to get out there. They're going to try and win this game. As you saw last week with Tommy DeVito all and out and beating the commander. So we will break down that game, but it's, it's big implications from a big picture franchise point in this one. Yeah. And look, the, the draft stuff's for real. Uh, although I'll say again, as I've said for weeks now, if you feel you need the third overall pick to get the guy that will take your franchise for the next 15 years, uh, you, you, you find a way to pick third one way or the other. Even if you win this game and you end up with like the fifth pick and you think Drake may or Caleb Williams or, or Marvin Harrison or Joe Alt is that guy at three. Let me put it this way. If you think that player can go on to win you Super Bowls, what does it matter giving up an extra third round pick to get him? What would you rather have the third round pick or a Super Bowl? Right? So start with that. That being said, yes, there is tremendous implications of what that draft order ultimately is, and it's easier if you don't have to trade up to that spot. I will acknowledge that. There are significant draft implications in this game. Don't think the players or coaches give give, give a damn. They don't. They just don't. Tanking happens. I've given this speech a million times, and I, I haven't given it enough, apparently. Tanking happens at the general manager level on up. Tanking, what tanking is is before the season, you field a team that you don't believe will win you that many games. That's what tanking is. Coaches have no incentive to tank because when you go out and you try to get your next job, like, like all right, first off, you want to try to keep the job you have. Maybe you can't do that. You still want to be hireable on the other side of things. If your team is that bad, Nobody's going to hire you, even at a lesser role. Look at Adam Gase. His team is terrible. He can't get another job. Now, I, Adam Gase is probably trying his best, but the same goes for players. Maybe it's not in New England or New York, but those guys are all playing to put out tape so when they hit free agency it, in the offseason or maybe it's a chance to get traded or something, teams like you don't want to be the reason the team sucks that bad, right? You don't. So – Yes, Bill Belichick is the GM and head coach. When somebody's both, it defaults back to that coach level because it's really the GM has to have ownership's blessing to put a team like that together. And everything we've heard from Robert Kraft the last three years, I would be so unbelievably shocked if Bill Belichick had ownership's blessing to put together a five-win team. I don't think that's what happened here. So I don't want to see people getting annoyed at players making plays on Sunday They're playing for pride. You have to respect that. Like, players do not try to tank. Why is – all right, for and and I'm just pulling this one off the top of my head. Well, we'll, I don't know if he'll play this week. He's been on – he's missed the last two games with concussion. Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker's going to purposely play bad so the Patriots get a better draft pick so they can draft Marvin Harrison. Why is Devontae Parker going to hurt his own stock, 
to help the team draft his replacement. It doesn't, it, it, that's not how anything works. Yeah. Anything. So I, I preface everything we're about to talk about because I know people are going to come in and be smart asses about it and be like, oh, you know, well, you say the Patriots struggle with this. Good. They should do it. The team's trying to win and you got to give them credit for trying to win because it's hard when you're this bad to still care. And the guys that still care deserve some credit. So tanking, <clears throat> what, what, what people talk about tanking and what tanking actually is are two different things. There will be no real tanking going on on Sunday. Tanking doesn't happen in season except for like if a bunch of players get hurt, right? Like the um, the Colts, the Peyton Manning neck injury year, right? Yeah. There's no tanking at play here. There's no tanking. Both these teams are going to try their hardest to win this football game. Sorry if you don't want to hear that. It's the truth. Yep. Once they get in between the white lines and the whistle, like they are playing their hardest because it's their livelihood, as you just explained. Right. And none of these guys care about what rookie they're going to bring in, especially if it could be a rookie, like you mentioned with Parker, that potentially takes your roster spot in your playing time. And then you're looking for a new job and you have to move your family and everything. So there's no tanking in that aspect. But yes, it could be a big monumental game. Uh, a big picture franchises and i was just laughing one of those twitter accounts that you know posts all those weird information just called it the most important game in both franchises history which is a little bit of a stretch with the patriots and the giants history but uh it is a big game for both franchises so in between the white lines we still don't know. Hey, by the way, we just got the injury report. Uh Devontae okay. Parker has not been ruled out neither is Trent Brown they're both questionable. Both questionable there. So yeah, we'll see. One person was. was removed. I'm trying to figure out who it was. Was it? I'm looking through and pulling it up Wise right now. Later, Reef, Parker, John Jones, Miles Brr. Is Miles Bryant on there? He's Miles Bryant. Miles Bryant. Bryant. Okay. He was. Oh, and Dexter Lawrence is doubtful for the Giants, which is a big Interesting. One. Oh, wait. Two got removed. They had seven on, right? Uh, today's report has seven. Yeah. Oh, Barmore. Barmore's off too. Barmore. Okay. So Barmore and Bryant are healthy, but, and no Dexter Lawrence for the Giants will be a big one. And we can get into that a little bit, but that was my whole take on that side of the ball. I know it was literally just slowing down Dexter Lawrence, but, um, we still don't know who the quarterback is going to be here for new England, uh, after Obviously, Mac Jones was benched in the last game two weeks ago in Germany. Bailey Zappi came in for that final two-minute drill all week, and even during the bye week, Bill has just said it again this morning, just everyone getting everyone ready to go. So I guess, Alex, just who who do you think, who do you expect to see under center there to start Sunday's game? I Yeah, I think it's going to be Mac. I do. I just, the way it's been talked about this week, the two times we've seen quarterback drills in practice, Mac Jones is still going first. Tom Curran brought up a really good point in a question to Bill O'Brien. On, I forget if it was Monday or Tuesday, but basically saying, if you're going to decide this in practice, and Mac Jones has been the better quarterback in practice for months, why is it? What's going to change? What is going to change this week? How does the distribution of reps change it? I just, I really think they truly believe they're going to figure it out in practice. And, and I'm not saying that this is the right approach, but I think they believe they're going to figure it out in practice. And Mac Jones is the best practice quarterback they have. And I mean, we see it in camp, right? He tears up the defense in practice. I think in that controlled environment, he's good. 
and it's going to be Mac in. Now, it wouldn't surprise me if if there's it's predetermined maybe that Bailey Zappier rotates in. Do we get something like the Bears game last year? I could totally see that. I, I over under quarterbacks that play for the Patriots on Sunday one and a half. I would take the over, <laughs> but I do think Mac's going to start. Yep. I'm kind of with you on the starter. I think, you know, the whole benching thing, we talked about it so much, how weird that was, so uncharacteristic to pull a guy in that situation. But I think what they might be kind of banking on here is the bye week was a good time for him to kind of sit down, clear his head, and hopefully mentally reset. Because that was another thing we've talked so much is just he seems broken. He's rushed. He's panicky in the pocket, his footwork. So maybe the bye week will just kind of clear his head and they'll see if he's a new man when he comes back and I mean yeah he's going to keep winning practices right because he's the best quarterback on the roster they've told us what they thought about Bailey Zappi in the summer Will Greer journeyman guy so I think it's going to be Mac but yeah that rotation could really be in play here we, we were talking at Gillette maybe kind of like an old Tom Brady in Michigan formula where it's Mac Jones in the first quarter Bailey Zappi in the second quarter and whoever had the best quarter gets the second half and gets to roll with that. So it would be interesting. I don't wouldn't necessarily agree with it, but I think anything's kind of on the table for this quarterback room right now. Yeah, I, n- very few things they do could surprise me. Even Doug Kide said, hey, talk to Malik Cunningham in the locker room. And he – actually, let me pull up the exact tweet here so I don't mis- misquote Doug, but it was um, – Yeah, here, Doug Cudd. Just talked to Patriots rookie Millie Cunningham. He said he hasn't practiced a quarterback since before the Raiders game, but the team has told him to stay prepared anyway. Nothing's going to surprise me. Jared Statham comes out of the tunnel. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) Nothing will really surprise me at this point. What about Matt Corral? Yeah, nothing (laughs) will surprise me at this point. Yeah, so anything's on the table there, but whatever quarterback they throw out there is – gonna be feeling the heat because wink martindale in that giants defense loves pressure in quarterbacks and i always think back to that preseason game last year first preseason game bailey zappy's first action ever and wink martindale like threw the house at him with all these you know schemed up blitzes and cover zero looks and i'm pretty sure bill even said something after the game about it like made a remark in the in the press conference about how that was weird for a preseason game. So Wank Martindale's coming after whatever quarterback, I think they are fourth highest. I have the stats fourth highest cover zero percentage, second highest blitz rate. They have a good pressure rate when they add like five or six rushers. They don't get home as well with four rushers, but now Dexter Lawrence is doubtful. So that adds uh, another strain to that. But like, I think even if they weren't having quarterback issues, Wink Martindale is going to try to heat up Mac Jones because we've seen him. He, he's, you know, he's shaky under pressure, and, and especially if it's Zappy, a guy who's getting his first start this year. Like whatever quarterback the Giants are trying to try to heat up here, and I mean it worked last year, uh, last week, excuse me, against the Commanders. They had six turnovers, four sacks. So Giants are going to be coming after any guy. So whoever's out there is going to have to be ready for that. Yeah, I am especially if they don't have Dexter Lawrence, they got a their whole defense is pass rush. So yeah. it's not like all right, we don't have Dexter Lawrence, we just have to cover better. We're gonna lose that element. I think they blitz even more so to accommodate for losing him. So yeah, I I I think that the blitz is gonna be a big part of it. And like you said, whoever the quarterback is, they haven't handled it well. 
We'll see if they get Trent Brown back. That would be massive if if they have him to kind of help handle this, especially a guy like Kayvon Thibodeau, who's good, but inexperienced and gets over aggressive at times. And those are guys that Trent Brown can really kind of eliminate from a game. He can eliminate a lot of players from a game, but yeah, if they get him back, that would be big. They're going to have to be ready to deal with the blitz a lot. The other thing is, I wouldn't be surprised they run the ball a lot in this game. And it's just a run heavy game plan and make the Giants run blitz them. If you catch the Giants repeatedly run blitzing, then you can just kind of throw some quick stuff behind that. Yep. I, I expected a lot of Ramondre and Zeke again, especially after the success in uh, in Germany against Indy, like try to attack an aggressive defense on that front, run the ball. Those are your best. That's your best way to move the football right now, especially with whatever's going on at quarterback. So run the ball. Uh, probably still a lot of motion, misdirection. Could see a little screen-heavy game because, again, uh, Giants play a lot of man coverage too. So that's probably your best best success, right? Maybe kind of even a similar script against the Colts, just you got to finish a drive or two there in the red zone. You can't go over 4, I, I believe it was, and a turnover, a couple sacks, settle for field goals. Like if you want to win this game and the players, again, want to win this game, that's probably the similar formula and then just – capitalize in the red zone this time right um so yeah any other like specific things you're looking players wise on offense i mean you mentioned trent brown he's practiced all week we'll see i know he said dealing with i think a low and high ankle sprain and something with his knee uh so he's definitely one to watch bill said it was a possibility that connor mcdermott who is out of practice squad elevations will get called up that could be something that happens or signed to the 53-man roster, not called up. So that could be something that happens tomorrow. But anything else you're looking forward to on the offense, big picture, player-specific, anything catch your eye? Uh, no, again, just seeing how they run the football. I think if they're going to win this game, it's it's by running the ball. Yep. Yeah, It's definitely different now with no Dexter Lawrence. That would have been a big right, thing. Right, that changes a lot. Yeah. City, so I, I, I'm, I'm not ruling out him playing. He's doubtful. Yeah. Like they, they know they need him. Don't play yep. So that'll be interesting to watch. But uh, one thing I can add before we switch over was Phil Perry tweeted this about half hour ago, what he's hearing about the quarterback position. And he said, Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi split reps evenly throughout the week. Multiple offensive starters can't tell who's starting. One starter did guess it would be Jones. And with quarterback sharing reps, players had to turn to side sessions and practice to hone in on their timing and rhythm. So that's, that's where we're at with this quarterback. That's that's not good for the offense as a whole. Yeah. Period. Full stop. Not good for the offense as a whole. Yeah. Do you actually believe right now they don't know who's starting this game, the players? Yes. I think Bill knows. I don't think the rest of the players know. I would be surprised if they get there Sunday and they take the field and Bill goes, all right, Jones, get in there. Or, all right, Bailey, get in there. Like, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, that's just such a wild way to run this but oh it's 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 terrible and you heard it from phil there like it's it's impacting other areas of the offense it's wrong i could see it happening though yep absolutely and and we someone asked him today like what's the point like is this a competitive advantage and and he just wouldn't get into it so i don't know know, ted johnson gave a really interesting comment on that on 98.5 the sports up the other day and he said basically and it bill comes from that military background, right? Yep. Knowledge is power. Information is power. That's a core tenant belief of Bill Belichick's. 
that information is power. The start, who the starting quarterback is, is information. Him giving up that information in his mind is essentially giving up power. Whether that means power over the other team, whether it means power over his own team, whether it means power over us and the media, all three, I don't know. But yeah, that did that did track a little bit. Yep. That that did track like when when Ted said that, I was like, yeah, okay, this actually just given the way he talks about it, I feel like that makes sense. Yep. I can see that. But not good on the offensive side of the ball at the quarterback room as it's been all year. So we can jump over to the defense very quickly, but before we do that, let's hear from our wonderful friends over at FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel. You know it's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Look, if you're not good at math, you, you even you know that's a good deal. I mean, I'm not good at math, and I, I know that's a good deal. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off your NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, here we go, folks. Now pay attention to this. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. All right. Defensively, taking down Tommy DeVito in his jersey juice. Balled out last week. Three touchdowns. Uh, had a very good game. Brian Dayball, obviously very familiar with him and his scheme. Uh, kind of similar story for the Giants offense. Quarterback issues. The offensive line is near the bottom, like bottom five in the league and, and pass block win rate. So kind of the same thing, right? Like you need Christian Barmore. You need Josh Uche up there to try to dial in some pressure. Uche has a good matchup against the right tackle. Wilson, I believe is last name has had some issues with some of those speed rushers like Uche. So get some pressure, probably still expecting a lot of man coverage from the Pats, especially, you know, the giants don't have any, you know, alpha receivers also like new England. So probably a similar kind of defensive script that we've seen out of late from the Patriots. Yeah. And they need to get pressure on Tommy DeVito. I know he had a good game last week. I'm still not buying in. Uh, on DeVito. No, I, I saw enough of him at Syracuse and Illinois. That I, I mean, I feel like I have an idea who he is. But Even he's last back week, in I, Jersey. He's got the Jersey juice now. Back <laughs> in his mom's house. Yeah. Still still very loose with the football. If you can pressure him, he's going to fumble it or throw picks or whatever. They just got to get after him. And then you got to take Saquon out of the game. I, I think the if they put DeVito in a spot to win the game, they're in good shape. Saquon missed three games, right? He has more than double the touches of the next closest player. He has 180. Their backup running back is next with 61. Then it's Daniel Jones. Their leader in touches is Wandale, who's not a a backfield player, running back or quarterback, is Wandale Robinson, who's a hybrid running back. You got to put the ball 
in in Tommy DeVito's hands, enforcement to throw the ball beyond the line of scrimmage. They have to handle to me Saquon Barkley first and foremost. I'm not afraid of forcing Tommy DeVito to win the game. The good news is, I I, I think the Giants' offense is built somewhat similar to the Colts, and they were able last time we saw them to they, they had a good game against Jonathan Taylor. Like I know they lost, yeah. but defense played well, especially against Jonathan Taylor. Barkley, I, I think Taylor's a better pure runner. Barkley definitely brings is more of a threat in the passing game. So I think Jabril Peppers on him makes a ton of sense. Maybe they'll probably mix in some Juwan Bentley because that's what they do. But if you can take Saquon Barkley out of the game, I think you're in great shape if you're the Patriots. Yep. Make Tommy DeVito do all the heavy lifting. I mean, that's the one guy who scares you, right? Like, cause right. you know, they added Darren Waller and he's on IR, but that didn't even work before he got on right. IR. So it's Saquon and they finally got him going last week and you know, they, got him loose on some big rushes, impact in the passing game. So, I mean, they did exactly what the Patriots did against the Commanders and got him, like, one-on-one on Jamin Davis at times, and, right. you know, that's a matchup you can win. So Davis kind of has that same mold as Juwan Bentley, so that might be something they try to attack. So, as you said, maybe you're playing more safeties in the box or it's Mac Wilson, one of those more athletic guys to try to slow down Saquon. But, yeah, that that's when it all starts, and then, uh, you know, all, the other things I had was like DeVito was really good at play action. Be interesting to see how Dayball attacks kind of the man coverage because some of those mesh looks, you know, he, he knows how to probably beat this beat this defense. So those are just some other things to watch. But yeah, it kind of all circles back to Saquon and, and stopping him. I will say, though, the one guy that does worry me if Saquon gets loose is Wandale Robinson because yeah, he's, he's not, he's not going to be running that far down the field. You can get it to him off, you know, hot routes, off blitzes. And he's kind of that Isaiah McKenzie kind of receiver. He's fast. He's quick. He, they don't really have the guy to cover him. So I, I'd, I'll still take my chances on that one. But, like, if, if, if they win this game, if the Giants win this game without – Saquon having a big game is probably because Wandale Robinson had his breakout game. People, if you've watched this show since Evan was the host, you know what a big fan I am of, of Wandale Robinson, right? And I, you, you see some of that flash this week. Yep. And that's a guy who, if you're struggling tackling, right? Like you got to, that's a guy who you got to tackle and who's difficult right. at tackling or, or he can beat you uh, running after the catch. So, uh, Elsewhere, defense, JC Jackson, he's back in the mix after missing the last game. Bill said, uh, this morning, you know, he's doing well. He's had a good week of practice, so expect to see him back in that mix at cornerback. Uh, we mentioned, you know, Uche trying to get back on track, Barmore continuing, looking to continue his hot streak after the bye. But uh, any other notes or specific guys you have defensively there? I don't think no one major on the injury report besides. Uh, again, I off which is nice you need a big game for christian barmore again he's been their best player probably for the last month and a half um Jabril peppers looking for a big game from him i think it's a matchup where where he's a guy that is probably going to be in the spotlight quite a bit just the way the giants play and the way the patriots will probably play the giants he's playing back at home he's a new jersey guy playing the meadowlands and he's playing his former team revenge game before he played for the patriots right so i he, and he said this week like he always gets a little more jacked up to play in jersey so I'm, I'm looking for him to make he'll, – he'll, I think he makes play this week, whether it's big hit, forced fumble, interception, sack, what have you, I don't know. But I, I think we get a, a big play from Jabril Peppers this week. Yep, could definitely see that. But 
Uh, Kane asked in the chat here, what happened to Adrian Phillips this year? Speaking of the defense in that safety room, he was good for us before, but I haven't heard his name at all. Uh, they just have a lot of really talented safeties, and Phillips just kind of got boxed out there. I feel he did have a big special teams role. He was the personal protector, but Cody Davis is back taking that role, but Phillips still helps out on special teams, obviously, but it's just they have a lot of really good safeties with Peppers, uh, Duggar in that room, so that's just probably where I, I think Phillips just lost playing time there. Yeah, Peppers took a bunch of those snaps that that – uh, Phillips was getting last year, and then Marte Mapu's taking some of them too, honestly. So, yeah, from more kind of they had so safety. many safeties, they had so many box safeties. Mapu should be playing linebacker, but he's not, and so there really are just there's not that many snaps there. Yep, you know, I've been looking for the best deal on Celtics tickets, and with over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including concerts, sports festivals, and more. With the NFL, NBA, and NHL seasons of full swing, you don't want to miss out. SeatGeek has your tickets to every game. Plus, artists like Travis Scott are on tour. They put all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure you're getting a good deal. Each ticket is rated on a scale of 1 to 10, so look for the green dots. Green means good and red means bad. Every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee, and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. So as you know, I always come through for you guys. You can use my code DREAMERSPRO for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code DREAMERSPRO. Make sure you check the link in the description to download the app. So if that's it, defensively, I mean, special teams quick. It's probably going to be a big special teams game, right? Low scoring, right. field position. You need the rookie specialists to you know, be on, be on their game. Bryce uh, and Chad, obviously, this was a stadium where Chad had two misses back against the Jets. Uh, and how will he answer after that 35-yard he missed back in Germany? Bryce had a really good game in the rain. I don't know. I didn't haven't seen the forecast for this weekend yet. But uh, last I time, I, maybe wind would be the one thing. All right, but last time they were down there, it was pretty crappy out, and Bryce kicked well. But uh, so big field position, low score, and those two guys are are going to be important. I wonder how the turf's going to look. Obviously, that's a place that isn't known for great turf anyway. Well, and they, last, they're playing there right now. That's, so. that's why, yeah, because last year or last earlier this year. They had all the footprints and the paint, and it wasn't very good. But now they're playing their a game right now, so I wonder if that impacts anything. But uh, yeah, those rookie specialists are going to need them probably in a low-scoring game here. Yeah, it's it's going to be a field position game, and that's special teams. Yep. So anything else you got there, or we could hear from our other friends at SeatGeek very quickly and wrap up with just a few minutes on college football and what we're previewing there for this weekend. Yeah, lots of good events coming to Boston uh, in the next year. Bunch of concerts. Concerts are still rolling out for this summer. Hootie and the Blowfish at Fenway is actually one I was just talking about some people about. And, you know, you got to find the best deals on tickets. So you got to check out SeatGeek, who is the sponsor of today's video. With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including concerts, sports festivals, and more. You want you go to an event, especially these these sporting events this time of year, right? Celtics are gearing up, Bruins are gearing up. 
You want to get in. You want to get in on the best price. You want to get in with the best seats, and SeatGeek will help you do that. With NFL, NBA, and NHL seasons in full swing, you don't want to miss out. SeatGeek has your tickets to every game, plus artists like Travis Scott are on tour. They put all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure you're getting a good deal. Each ticket is rated on a scale of 1 to 10, so look for the green dots. Green means good, red means bad. Every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee, and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. And you know I came through for you guys. Use the code DREAMERSPRO for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with the promo code DREAMERSPRO, D-R-E-A-M-R-S-P-R-O. Make sure you click that link in the description to download the app. Again, code DREAMERSPRO, D-R-E-A-M-E-R-S-P-R-O. There's a lower third. I got to find it, but uh, $20 (laughs) off. Rolling Stones, too. Didn't they just announce they're coming Oh, in? I think they did. I think you're right. I forget if it was Fenway or Gillette, but yeah, Rolling Stones. So plenty of good concerts coming to the area. So make sure you go check out SeatGeek to get your tickets. But uh, also some college football. I know BC played today. If anyone went to the game, hopefully you use SeatGeek. But to this weekend, I mean, it's obviously highlighted by the game, Ohio State-Michigan highlighting rivalry weekend across college football that one in michigan this year yes 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 so obviously the game of the weekend so any thoughts tons of college prospects in that one what are you looking forward to for that or any other games uh elsewhere during this rival our last true like rivalry weekend in these conferences yeah seriously uh i and i mean we got or we got civil war oregon state oregon we got washington washington state apple cup coming up uh, Sunshine Showdown is a big one too. Florida, Florida State this year. We're gonna see Florida State can prove they're still playoff caliber without Jordan Travis. Florida is yep. a good test to do that, and they'll Louisville next week I, on Michigan, Ohio State. I JJ McCarthy's got to show me something. I'm like teetering toward. You guys know I haven't been high on McCarthy. I'm teetering towards like, is he draftable? Because he's been bad ever since they lost Connor Stallions. He hasn't been great against the good defenses. He's got to show me something this week. He's at home. Uh, I think for Marvin Harrison Jr., this is a great chance to make a statement game. Obviously, he's still wide receiver one, but, you know, he goes off in this one. I think you start talking about him. And I know some people already have him as the top, you know, consensus player in the draft, but he can really hammer that home, I think, with a big game this week. Both teams, good players on defense. Ohio State's pass rush has a couple guys. Uh, I always butcher the name JT. Um, I think it's Tia Mosu, and Jack Sawyer on the other side. So those guys, you know, NFL caliber players, a lot of talent. I think Ohio State wins. I know they're the underdog. I, I, I definitely think they cover three and a half. I think Ohio State wins this game because I just, I, I think that they have that little bit of extra edge. I think that this is going to be such a good rivalry game with everything that's happened between these two schools the last few weeks. The way this game's been built up. I think it's side by the running backs, Blake Corum, Travion Henderson, or I should say the running game. And I just, I just think the Ohio State rushing attack, those guys up front, just has a little bit more. It's going to be close, back and forth, great game. I think Ohio State wins it. Yep. I'm kind of with you on that. I was always on Michigan, but I'm kind of leaning Ohio State the last few days. I don't, I don't know why I think so. That I mean, that'll obviously be awesome. Big game for J.J. McCarthy, as you said. If he even gets to throw the ball, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But right, uh, yeah, it should be a, a great college football weekend. Rivalry weekend should be some good stuff. But 
any, any last thoughts, college football, Patriots, or, or we can kind of wrap this one up, get everyone on their way on, on this wonderful Black, Black Friday? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's it for me. All right. So make sure you follow Alex on Twitter at RealAlexBarth and go read all his Patriots and college football coverage over at 985thesportshub.com. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Brian Hines and go read my Patriots work over at patspulpit.com. We will be back next week to break down the wonderful Patriots at Giants game, so make sure you are subscribed to the channel and keep a lookout for that. But until then, I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday weekend, and we will see you guys soon. Bye.